My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Unless you become like little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. The gift of piety, one of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, enables us to become like children so that we can appreciate our divine filiation and give our relationship with God our Father the tenderness and affection of a child for their father. So that we go when we go into our room in secret, we pray to our Father in secret. And our Father who sees in secret will reward us. And so this awareness that we are children of God is an effect of the gift of piety. It causes us to relate to him with this tenderness and affection and also to relate to the rest of mankind as if we are members of the same family and so piety heals our hearts of every form of hardness take out this heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh and it opens our hearts to tenderness towards God and towards others. And so tenderness is a truly filial attitude towards God. And it's expressed in prayer, a prayer of little children. We experience our own nothingness. We experience the void which earthly things leave in our soul. We find ourselves with a hunger for God, a thirst for the spiritual. We see that we need to turn to God in order to obtain grace, help and pardon. The gift of piety directs and nourishes that need enriching us with sentiments of profound confidence in God, who is trusted as a good and generous father. If you evil as you are, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? And so we go, to God with a great sense that he's our Heavenly Father. St. Paul wrote that God sent his Son that we might receive adoption. As proof that you are children, he said, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave but a child. And that tenderness 
that fraternal openness towards our neighbor is manifested in meekness, which is an ability to control our anger and our temper, keep our cool, to be calm and serene. With the gift of piety, <clears throat> there is infused into the soul and heart of the believer a new capacity for charity. It leads us to participate in some manner in the very meekness of the heart of Christ. <clears throat> Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. And so the Christian who has this gift of piety sees others as children of the same Father, called to be part of the family of God, which is the Church. A person feels urged to treat them with the kindness and friendliness which are proper to a frank and fraternal relationship. I heard a story last week from a nun here in Nairobi whose parents, her father worked in the police and during the Second World War some ship docked in Dublin that was on its way to Liverpool and there were some refugees that were coming from Ukraine or someplace, they were Jews, they didn't speak good English. I think they asked when the ship docked, is this Liverpool? Somebody said yes, and so they got off the boat in the wrong port. And they were there on the side of the road. It was getting dark, it was cold, it was raining. And this man, good Christian man, <coughs> took this Jewish family home to his home for the night, and they stayed a few days until they could get organized. It was a very beautiful, simple story very simple little gesture, but it revealed a profound spirituality in that family, a very ordinary family that knew how to look on others in unfortunate situations as if they might be there themselves, and so knew what to do. And eventually that family got organized. Some Jewish organization came to help them. They got set up. And many decades later, that man passed away. And lo and behold, at the back of the church, there were four large gentlemen in long black coats. They were Jewish people who had settled from that family that had arrived there in that port. And they said to the family that we will pay for this man's funeral. It was again a very beautiful gesture of gratitude. And so piety helps us to treat other people with kindness and friendliness, very much proper to a fraternal relationship, and to try to look for opportunities where we can practice this spirit. Gift of piety extinguishes in the heart the fires of tension and division, which can rage in all societies, in all families, bitterness, anger, impatience. Piety fosters feelings of understanding, of tolerance, of pardon. We have to be sowers of peace in society, blessed are the peacemakers. Our role is to bring about peace with all people, within the family and outside the family, among neighbours, among friends. And so the gift of piety is then very much at the the root of the whole new society that we have to create. 
very much based on the civilization of love. In the Old Testament, we see this gift expressed in many ways. In the constant prayer of the chosen people to God, sentiments of praise, of petition, of adoration of God's divine majesty, of intimate, intimate confessions which express to the Heavenly Father with all simplicity, simplicity the joys and sorrows and hopes. Especially in the Psalms, we find all the sentiments that fill the soul in its confident dialogue with God. And so when the fullness of time had come, Christ taught the proper tone in which we ought to address God. He said, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. And so Christ was telling us that in all the situations of our life, we can address ourselves to God with this filial trust and know that somehow our Heavenly Father is taking care of things, even if they might seem to be out of control or out of this world or too much to bear. In Christ is passing by, we're told, in many passages of the New Testament, the Holy Spirit has wanted us to find the Aramaic word Abba, which was the affectionate name by which Hebrew children address their father. This word expresses our attitude and channels our prayer to God. He is not a distant being who contemplates indifferently the fate of men, their desires, their struggles, their sufferings. He's a father who loves his children so much that he sends the word, a second person of the most blessed Trinity, so that by taking on the nature of man, he may die to redeem us. He's the loving father who now leads us gently to himself through the action of the Holy Spirit who dwells in our hearts. And so God tells us, unless you become like little children, he wants us to turn to him with total confidence, like little children who are in need. They ask their parents for the moon. And so all our piety is nourished by this fact that we are children of God. And the Holy Spirit, through the gift of piety, teaches us and facilitates for us this trusting relationship of a child with its father. We're told in St. John, see what love the father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. It seems as if after the words that we should be called children of God, says one writer, St. John paused to allow his spirit to penetrate deeply into the immensity of the love which the Father has shown us. Not limiting himself simply 
to calling us children of God, but making us so in the most authentic sense. This is what makes St. John cry out, and so we are. And so St. John invites us to consider the great benefit of our divine filiation, which we receive with the gift of baptism. And he encourages us to follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit so that we can treat our Father God with great trust and tenderness. That means we share with him the ordinary things of each day. The mother told me once how she brought her four or five-year-old child to Mass. The mother would go to Mass every day. She would receive communion and she would stay behind after Mass for a few minutes to do some thanksgiving. And the young child stayed with her. But when the mother got up to go, the little child stayed on a bit longer. And so the mother was waiting outside the church. And eventually the child came out and she asked her daughter, well, what were you praying about? And the little girl said, well, I was just telling Jesus that today I'm going to be going swimming. And if he wants, he can come and stay inside me and be like a submarine as I swim around in the water. And so the mother was very impressed with a simple childlike prayer of her daughter who knew how to tell God the simple, ordinary things that she was going to do that day. And so the Spirit, we're told by St. Paul, helps us in our weakness. For we don't, do not know how to pray as we ought, but he intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And so because of the graces of the Holy Spirit and his gifts, we can talk to God in many different ways. In a rich and varied prayer, like life itself. Sharing with our Lord our sentiments at different moments of the day. St. Maria often told people that sometimes he said to God, Lord, I am fed up. Well, we can turn those moments into prayer. Or if we're feeling a bit lonely or a bit down, or things aren't going right. We can turn to our God with the feelings that are there in our heart, in tones of filial complaint. And you find such sentiments in prayer throughout the Old Testament. In the Psalms, we're told that chosen people said to God, why do you hide your face? When I seek you, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where no water is. There is nothing upon earth that I desire beside you. Another psalm says, our unshakable hope we have in your mercy. You are the God of my salvation, for I wait for you all day long. The gift of piety leads us to ask again and again, like needy children. Sometimes our Lord wants us to pester him in the tabernacle or to storm tabernacles with prayers until we are granted what we want. There are many times in scripture when our Lord highlights the need for prayer of petition. 
and keep on asking. Like the lady who comes to bang on the door, something that she needs. Doesn't stop and wakes the man up and he doesn't go to give it to her because of she's a neighbor, but because of her pestering. And so in prayer, our will becomes identified with the will of our Father, who always wants the best for his children. If you, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts, how much more? And so God knows more. He sees more. He works everything out for the best. We have to trust in him like little children who perhaps often don't get what we want, but we know God will give us whatever is best for us. Sometimes God says yes, sometimes he says no, and sometimes he says wait. A little girl once asked Santa Claus for a thousand dollars for Christmas. Her father was an atheist and she got one doll. And the father said to the girl, well, your God didn't listen to your prayer, did he? And the little girl said, yes, he did. He said no. And so the little girl knew with that deeper wisdom. My God is always there. He always listens to me. And just like you, well, sometimes he says no, but that doesn't mean he doesn't exist. And so this trust in prayer can make us feel secure, unwavering, daring. It takes away any anxiety and unease that can come from depending solely on our own strength. And that can help us to be serene in the face of difficulties. Serene with the serenity of Joseph, who dealt with all sorts of difficult situations faced up to life and its challenges, showed initiative and responsibility in everything they were asked to do. In this year of St. Joseph, where we need to go back again and again to see the great qualities of the Holy Patriarch. And so we know that all things work out for the good. Joseph knew that when he was sent into Egypt. He understood that our Father God wants the best in all situations, even if they're full of contradictions. God has arranged everything to our best advantage. Possibly things will not work out today, tomorrow or the next day, but someday they will. And that's why our happiness consists in finding out what God wants for us in each moment of our lives. And putting that into effect without delay. That's where our happiness lies. Happiness comes from doing things that are good. The world tries to tell us that happiness comes from material things. Or sometimes that happiness comes from following our feelings or our temptations. Suggesting that happiness can come from things that are wrong. But from that confidence in God's fatherliness, we can get serenity because we, we know that all things contribute to the good for those who love God.
These are very optimistic words that St. Paul gives us. And so Lord, our Lord will teach us one day why we had such and such a humiliation <clears throat> or that sickness or that failure of an exam or why we lost that game or why this was that financial collapse. Sometimes God is giving us greater spiritual messages. The Holy Spirit enables us to carry out promptly and easily all the obligations of justice and charity that come our way. It helps us to see the people we live with and that we meet every day as individuals who have an infinite value because God loves each one of them with limitless love and he's redeemed them with the blood of his son shed on the cross. Every single person is worth all the blood of Christ. Every person begging in the street has a profound dignity. Gift of piety helps us to see that and recognize it, to get past the externals or the initial impressions. It moves us to try and share the sufferings of other people and to help them. Like that policeman who came across that family very much in need. They had nothing. He didn't have very much. But he was able to share with them what he had, which was a roof over their head and a, and a warm home to adjust in for a few hours and a few days. Sometimes he might have very little to share with people, that little can make all the difference. And our Lord will ask us to account for all the talents he's given to us. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. What a great message to communicate to our children with our example. Seizing opportunities to give something to a beggar in the street or to help an old person or to hold a door for a lady, or to reach out to somebody who might be in distress, to stop where we're going, like our Lord when he saw the widow of Naim, he stopped where he was going, he made time for that widow. Christ gives us wonderful example in all sorts of odd moments. One spiritual writer says piety leads us to judge other people always with kindness, that kindness which walks hand in hand with that filial affection that we have for our Father God. Charity is patient, charity is kind. It moves us to forgive very easily any offenses that we might receive, even very painful ones. And that's what our Lord has commanded us, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father who is in heaven, who makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And if our Lord refers here to very serious offenses, but how could we not excuse the little slights which living with others sometimes involves? And so a generous and unconditional spirit of forgiveness 
is a characteristic sign of the true children of God. St. Thomas Aquinas says that the gift of the Holy Spirit leads us also to have a filial love and tenderness for our lady, from whom we have received the most tender affection. It leads us to have great devotion to the angels and the saints, especially those who have particular care over us, our guardian angel, and also to have devotion to the souls in purgatory because they may have need of our prayer. This gift leads us to love the Pope, the common father of all Christians. It leads us to give honour and reverence to persons in positions of lawful authority. The first place our parents, honour our father and our mother. When we get to a certain age, we may not have to obey them, but we always have to honour them and teach our children to do the same thing. Maybe making that phone call a grandmother or grandfather that we might not have seen for a while. A little piece of news can make their day and just to hear the voice. Earthly fatherhood, we're told by St. Paul, is seen to be a, a participation in and a reflection of God's paternity, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Catechism of the Council of Trent says, from our parents we received existence. God made use of them to infuse, infuse into us a soul and a reason. By them we were led to the sacraments, instructed in our religion, schooled in right conduct and holiness, and trained in civil and human knowledge. And so it's very proper that we always have that respect for them understand their weaknesses, be patient with them in their old age, make ourselves available to them. The awareness of the fact that we're children of God will can move us to love and honour them more each day. And all lawful authority. And also to treat in the same way all elderly people who may have a little difficulty crossing the street or finding their purse, or their glasses, or their keys, or so many other things. Elderly people may need our ears occasionally, just to sit and listen, to spend time with them. And with that, they're happy. And so Lord, open my eyes to see all the ways that this gift helps me to be a better person. It's a gift that goes a bit further than the act of religion, which is based on justice. Helps us to go further in charity. Its field of activity includes our relations with God, with the angels and with men. And it also includes all created things. Makes them, us treat everything with respect, including the animals because of their relation to the Creator. We avoid all forms of cruelty. The Second Vatican Council says, moved by the Holy Spirit, Christians read Holy Scripture with love and veneration, because it is, as it were, a letter which our Heavenly Father sends us. In the sacred books, the Father who is in heaven 
meets his children with great love and speaks with them. We're also moved to have a lot of love and respect for all sacred things, especially anything that has to do with divine worship. We treat our churches well. We pick up a piece of paper on the floor. We have a concern for its well-being, for the sacred vessels, for liturgical items. We try and give God the best. In the furrow, we're told among the fruits that the gift of piety produces in souls, responsive to the graces of the paraclete can be counted serenity in all circumstances of life, trusting abandonment in divine providence. Because if God cares for all his creatures, in a particular way does he care for his children. Cheerfulness, which is a proper characteristic of the children of God. May no one read sadness or sorrow in your face when you spread in the world around you the sweet smell of your sacrifice. The children of God should always be sores of peace and joy. And so if we try to consider each day that we are children of God, the Holy Spirit will encourage and foster more and more our trusting relationship with our Heavenly Father. And so we can ask the Holy Spirit during these days of preparation for Pentecost for a renewed outpouring of this gift, entrusting our prayer to the intercession of Our Lady, a model of fervent prayer and maternal tenderness. Mary, help us to be ready to pray at any time of the day even if we might feel indifferent to the things of God, help us to feel attracted to them. That doesn't mean that our prayer will always be a joy. Our Lord suffered his agony in the garden. But it will mean that we will know almost instinctively that we cannot get through life without prayer any more than we can, than we can survive without food. May Our Lady, whom the Church greets in the Litany of Loreto as the singular vessel of devotion, teach us to adore God in spirit and truth, and open ourselves with meek and receptive hearts to all who are her children, and therefore to all our brothers and sisters. And so we can say in the words of the Hail Holy Queen, O Clement, O Loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. <laughs>